The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow us on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And today on the podcast, going to talk about the Broncos receiving core. Who's catching passes from Drew Locke this year, and how good is this unit in the NFL when it comes to 2020? A lot of new additions. We'll see where they make an impact. But first, talk about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And golf is here. That's right. We've got another full week in a golf ahead. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, don't you worry. The big cash winnings don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. So if you weren't adv- able to take advantage of last weekend's tournament, the action is back on the course in DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the place to place all your bets on this weekend's tournament. Now head to the app, check out what they have to offer, including player props, day-to-day action, hole-by-hole live betting, a lot of great stuff that you can bet on that is safe, secure, and reliable with our friends at DraftKings, of course, right here in the U.S. of A. And you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook offering special odds and promotions throughout the weekend. You don't want to miss it. Check this out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code MHS when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code MHS when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older and in Colorado only. Bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 20 time, 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522. 4700. The Denver Broncos made some big strides when it comes to the receiver position and tight end position, I should say, because I think we want to talk about the receivers in general, those who catch passes or the pass catchers, because PFF's got their uh, ranking out of a 2020 receiver core going into the NFL season, and boy, Denver may be a little bit higher than you think. All right, let's take a peek at who is in the top five. I'll tell you now, Denver is not in the top five. We start at number five with Buffalo, who of course made the move for Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown, a a solid three of experienced veterans. The New Orleans Saints are number two in which, boy, hard to disagree with the Saints with, of course, Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield, uh, tight end Jared Cook, new addition Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas is probably good enough alone. Uh, There's just so much going on with New Orleans, and obviously Drew Brees throwing the football helps you out. Dallas is number three. I think Dallas has the number one core period across the board when it comes to youth and talent. They got a lot of good things going on in Dallas with, of course, Michael Gallup, former CSU product, Amari Cooper, and obviously the selection of C.D. Lamb. Uh, this year in the 2020 draft. Number two is Kansas City to go along with uh, Watkins, Mecole Hardman, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hillier is probably going to be a threat out of the backfield, and then most importantly, of course, on the field at least, he is quite the player in Tyreek Hill. And then number one 
is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if this is the Tom Brady effect. And again, this is pro football focuses ranking. You know, Chris Godwin, solid player. Okay. Mike Evans, very good player. All right. You obviously pair it with Rob Gronkowski. Uh, you already have a, a pretty solid option in OJ Howard. Uh, there is a, a stacked set of weapons for Tom Brady. But look, if Tom Brady isn't on that football team, I'm not sure if they're number one. With Tom Brady now on the football team, that ch- I think there's a little bit of QB bias that helps you out. And so, again, we're speaking just directly in regards to the talent of that room, not the fact that they're getting better because of the fact that the, ta- the quarterback is excelling and uh, helping them get better. Those who round out the top 10, number six, Detroit, number seven, Los Angeles, the Chargers, number eight, Carolina, number nine is Cleveland, and number 10, the Denver Broncos. Here's what they had to say about the Denver Broncos. This is, again, pro football focus in their 2020 NFL receiving core rankings. They say the Broncos really revamped their offense in the 2020 draft, and it should serve them well heading into next season. Cortland Sutton emerged as a legitimate primary option outside last year, moving past the drops issue that plagued him as a rookie and ended the 2019 season with an 83.1 overall grade that ranked 10th at the wide receiver position. His running mate, Jerry Judy, excels as a route runner, and his ability to create separation was unmatched in this class, which is precisely why he entered the draft as PFF's wide receiver one. With these two outside and speed over the middle of the field with K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant, Albert Okawebana, the Broncos have handed Drew Locke a golden opportunity to prove that he belongs. I think the one thing that really stands out to me, and we've talked about this in past podcasts, that the Denver Broncos really have uh, put around Drew Locke is security more than anything, is you know trying to get this kid comfortable with the idea that, hey, we're going to give you the tight end that you threw passes to in college. We're going to give you a tall uh, jump ball type wide receiver on the outside. We're going to give you a kid who can get you separation on the outside in Jerry Judy. We're going to get you a backfield weapon in Melvin Gordon, K.J. Hamler, who quite simply you may just toss the ball to uh, K.J. Hamler and just let that kid run. I mean, he really can make plays. There is so much in regards to security to what uh, the Denver Broncos have done for Drew Locke. And, and obviously, look, uh, you know, it's it's a win-win in all phases of uh, you know the process. If the Denver Broncos can get a legitimate year out of Drew Locke, this may be a team that goes to the postseason. So th- there's a lot to like so far with this young core. Now, I do caution that, you know, K.J. Hamler, Albert Okawebana, and Jerry Judy, those who we have talked about on this podcast and, and we'll talk about here a little bit, they have not played an NFL snap, okay? Now, I want to believe that you can kind of tell early that, you know, a, a wide receiver, a tight end is really going to make it. Um, and, and you know what, I'll take tight end of this because tight end is a different equation. You know, you're learning two positions at the same It take. I retract that. Tight ends take forever to, to develop. Uh, more talking about receiving core options. Those who catch the football. You know, if you go back and you look at the NFL draft for the Denver Broncos, uh, you know, when they select a wide receiver, 
it has really kind of revealed itself as what kind of player this kid's going to be very early. Now, obviously, we haven't seen Judy and Hamler, but, uh, you know, we have seen Cortland Sutton. He's obviously going to be something in the NFL. We have seen Deshaun Hamilton, and after two years, I think most people believe he's not even going to make the roster and is probably not going to have much of an NFL career. We, we didn't, quite frankly... We didn't even see Carlos Henderson, but it was very clear writing on the wall when he talked about conditioning in training camp in his first one in 2017 that there were issues there. Pretty clear right out of the gate, Isaiah McKenzie didn't pan out. I mean, it, the, Cody Latimer back in 2014, it is it is come to the surface very quickly whether this kid can ball in the NFL or if he cannot. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch Judy and Hamler because if they are players under that logic, they should make an immediate impact this year or at least show you that this kid can play and make some serious, um, you know, um, make whether it's making players miss, clean, crisp routes. I mean, the whole package that both of those guys should be able to bring and immediately and and be productive as well too. And again, I open this up to anybody who is a pass catcher, a receiver, not technically the wide receiver position, but a pass catcher. And that then obviously opens up the conversation about Noah Fan and Albert Okawebana. Okawebana is going to have some natural chemistry with Drew Locke because he caught his passes in college. But he is going to go through that first-year rigors of an NFL, in which case, look, this is a difficult position because of the fact that you got to learn two positions in your first year. you got to learn offensive line, and you got to learn receiving. And that can come as a very long curve, a very tough hill to climb for a tight end in the first year. And that's why you generally in the NFL don't see tight ends that break out in the first year. You know, we've, we've talked about uh, tight ends in the past from, you know, uh, Eric Ebron to uh, Kellen Winslow and those, you know, some of them better than others. But more important than anything in the NFL, if you can get a tight end that becomes an impact player in year two, three, and four, now you have him for the rest of his career and you could see him become a legit option, almost like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, whatever you want to put as far as a label goes. The reality is, is that he's an impactful pass catcher and that's what Drew Locke needs. Again, going back to that word, that may be the word of the podcast, security. That's what you want to give Drew Locke because you want to make sure that that kid is comfortable and absolutely has all the opportunities to thrive, whether it be on the deep ball, whether it be on short passes, or when he is under pressure and he simply just needs to get it to a guy that he can rely on, whether it be Okawebana or Noah Fan. It is the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook app. We did throw out a poll question. That is on Twitter at Ron and K Radio. Between Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Cortland Sutton, do the Denver Broncos hold the best young wide receiver core in the league? It's, of course, our poll question up on Twitter. Uh, some responses. Gary says 66% of that group hasn't even seen an NFL snap yet, so it's probably a bit premature to have that discussion, but if everything pans out, which seems like it never does with draft picks and projections, then sure, they certainly have a case for it. 907 says, pump the brakes, maybe let these guys have a practice before putting them in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if anybody's putting them in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying as far as a young core, are they the best? 
We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Zach actually may be answering my question. Zach Seegers of MileHighSports.com says, no, Cowboys have a slight edge because they have more proven commodities, but the Broncos are a close second and could be first by season's end. Uh, you know, I, I think he's got a point. The, the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver core is a lot to like between Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. You know, those are two very good options. And then you add C.D. Lamb. You know, that's just a impactful wide receiver that immediately gives your your wide receiver room a major boost. That was already a major strength of your football team. So I think if you are the Dallas Cowboys, you like that. And and I think looking around in the NFL, look, uh, when we went to our pro football focus rankings, uh, this is, again, a wide receiver core in general or receiving core in general rankings. Dallas is number three. And yet... You know, two of those guys are very young, um, and and it's not like Amari Cooper is like this over the hill player. I mean, when they acquired him, uh, look, he's twenty five. He's going to be twenty six next year, and and actually his birthday is tomorrow. So you know, this is this is a wide receiver core that is very good for the Dallas Cowboys and probably deserving of that number three spot. Denver, I think, is solidly somewhere in that number 10 range. I, I think they could actually be a little bit higher. I don't love what Carolina has at their options. Uh, you know, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I, you know, they're, there's nobody that I fear. I think that's the big problem there is there's nobody I fear between that wide receiver core. You know, if you look at the Cleveland Browns, who were listed at nine, according to Pro Football Focuses, uh, you could make an argument that Jarvis Landry and Odell Buckham Jr., you fear both those guys, you know, at any point in time. David and Joku. You know, I, I actually think Cleveland could probably be a little bit higher on this list, you know. So you fear those guys. You know, Los Angeles Chargers, Mike Williams, you, you kind of fear him. Austin Eckler, you fear that guy. I don't, I don't, Curtis Samuel... Robbie Anderson don't exactly strike fear in my eyes, and there's a reason why, because uh, teams believe the same. Uh, Robbie Anderson was a free agent. Uh, He was let go for a reason. So I I think if you were the Denver Broncos, you could be a little bit higher on this list, because I do believe Cortland Sutton is a big-time player, but there is fair uh, criticism or or, uh, skepticism, I should say, about Jerry Judy with the idea that he hasn't played. A down in the NFL, and so you shouldn't get too excited. Certainly there is a fair thought process and narrative around that. Of course, it is the Broncos Blitz Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, and it's presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Now, you start to wonder where the projections for this Denver team go. You know, with, with Drew Locke, obviously, and, and that receiving core, you hope that they can start to put together a a year that looks very much like, um, well, a, a well-balanced year. You know, I think more than anything, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you just want to see progress, right? You, you don't want to see K.J. Hamler sit on the sidelines for whatever the reason he's dropping passes, he's not running clean crisp routes, he's uh, not putting in the work ethic, whatever may be the case. Just if the kid doesn't catch 50 passes this year, don't be surprised. If the catch if the kid could have a really effective year catching 20 passes this year. 
because he's versatile in many different ways. What you don't want to see is the next Cody Latimer. What you don't want to see is the next Carlos Henderson. You know, that's where you have to see, you have to see a, li- a blip of production. But if it's a small amount, as long as he's doing it in different ways, because again, with KJ Hamler, there's a bit of this secondary type uh, offensive impact, special teams impact with obviously the punt and kick returns could be utilized out of the backfield, you know, uh, taking end arounds. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways. He's kind of this joystick uh, piece of clay that they're molding right now that you could really m- turn into a, a effective offensive weapon. So so don't look at the receptions at the end of the year and say, oh my God, this kid kid caught 20 passes. This is the next Cody Latimer. That's not truly the case. You know, what you do want to see is him making an impact and maybe more importantly, him on the field. For Jerry Judy, I think your expectations are a bit, uh, well, I wouldn't even say a bit, much higher. Uh, Jerry Judy is somebody who should come in and catch somewhere in the realm of 50 to 70 passes. This, this is a guy I think that's going to be an actual weapon and I think could be very surprising to the NFL in, in the idea that he is catching a big time amount of catches because they're all the type of passes that you need to be throwing in this offense to get Drew Locke into a rhythm. It's those short five to seven yard throws where your wide receiver is creating that separation with corners. That's what I envision. A lot of curl routes, a lot of quick slants, uh, something that will just get you a quick pitch and catch, get Drew Locke into a rhythm, and then all of a sudden you have this kid who is kind of feeling himself into the game, and now you're starting to take maybe deeper shots. Maybe you have an opportunity to work off the play action if the run game is effective because they can't stack the box because you're completing these short passes. So things kind of domino in your favor, and that all starts with that ability to complete those short passes, and particularly it helps you with a guy like Jerry Judy because he's so good with the footwork. Look, you all saw the videos that he posted, and if you haven't seen the videos, you got to go check it out. He does have the ability to separate. We've seen that not only in college, but the idea that this kid against NFL corners, again, SEC corners, and for all you who talk about, oh, well, the SEC, it's overblown, this and that, yada, yada, it's not. There's a reason why there's a ton of SEC players that are drafted. Jerry Judy, Lloyd Cushenberry, Denver's got a couple of them from this previous class. There is a reason why. LSU's, the Alabama's, the Titans of the SEC world, they they pump out products left and right when it comes to NFL caliber talent. And if you are the Denver Broncos, you should be excited the fact that Jerry Judy played against the best for a majority of his career because iron sharpens iron. And that's going to only make him better in that next step for the NFL. And boy, if they could get a, a receiver who is a impactful player next to Cortland Sutton, that obviously frees up attention from him, which means he could have a big year. You also talk about the mismatch now that Denver has the ability to place a guy like Jerry Judy, maybe even in the slot, and Noah Fance lining up. And now you have this tight end who's running four four nine, it was two fifty and six three, and it's like who. You know, as a defensive coordinator, you start to get to the point and say, like, how the hell do I cover all these players? You know, who who am I even going to put on these guys? Now, 
it's obviously all reliant on the trigger man, which of course is Drew Locke, but certainly you start to vision what it will look like. And, you know, we're not looking at some, you know, the fast food chicken over here. We're looking at a medium well, eh, medium rare, just a juicy, tender, well-seasoned steak. I'm telling you, it, it is... Uh, there's a lot to like here with the Denver Broncos offense. I think they can be a very effective team moving forward on offense and kind of flip the script of the past couple years. Look, post Peyton Manning, even the final year in 2015, it's been a dreadful offense. Uh, it's some of the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen between 2016 and 2018 uh, from not only poor quarterback play, but then rotating the quarterbacks. You know, they had a year in which it was Trevor Simeon and then Simeon went down and then it was Austin. Osweiler and then Osweiler went down and then it was Lynch and Mark Sanchez is thrown into the mix in training camp and where does Chad Kelly fit here and Kyle Sloter I mean it's such it's a time in Broncos history for quarterback play that I would love to ban just just wipe it off the face of the earth it didn't exist nobody knows what happened there burn the tape burn the film, restart with Drew Locke. But I tell you what, if Drew Locke pans out, there could be some good things coming to this Broncos offense. And a lot of because of the uh, receivers and the uh, weapons that he has. And credit to John Elway for putting this around Drew Locke. The idea that, hey, you didn't have to trade up to go get Jerry Judy. You get your blur option in K.J. Hamler, should you have went different in that pick? Maybe. But you know what? If K.J. Hamler becomes their next, you know, joystick, Devin Hester, Tyreek Hill type offensive threat, I don't think anybody's really going to be uh, boo-hooing that pick, you know, months from now, assuming we even have football. So you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe on the many locations that you get your podcast, whether it be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. A lot of great stuff going on. And, of course, uh, Ronnie K Radio on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on twitter if you'd like to follow me if you want to continue to watch the broncos and uh follow football with me i'm always talking sports at least i i try to stick to sports but we always talk about whatever's going on in the world as well too because it's important to speak up you know and particularly uh, during this time you know we we have family members friends and just people in society that we need to listen to and we need to help and we need to support them. And so my my ask of you, my my ask of you is to listen and engage. You know, let's not sit on the sidelines anymore in regards to some of these things uh, like social uh, injustice. It's just it needs to stop. You know, the police brutality. We need to change that. So, uh, you know, that's the one thing I, I ask of you to listen and uh, listen to the Broncos players. You know, uh, many of them very vocal. Of course, they had the march last weekend. I, I thought it was terrific what they were doing. Some beautiful pictures coming out of that Saturday protest. And, uh, you know, there there are there are good things happening, I would like to think, but they need to continue as well, too. So hopefully this doesn't just die off and then we forget about it. Hopefully this continues into the future. 
as we will with the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, a podcast comes out multiple times per week. So if you like what we do, again, subscribe, hit five stars on the many locations that you get this podcast, whether it be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. That's where you can get info on the Denver Broncos, MileHighSports.com, and, of course, me on Twitter. I am all done for this podcast. Appreciate you listening in. And, again, if you have a question, thought, uh, feedback, go ahead and just drop it in the inbox at Ronnie K Radio on Twitter. We'll talk to you next time on the Broncos Splits Podcast, a podcast from Mile High Sports. You can check out the website, milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.